very warm welcome to you from Equa Marketing. This presentation is brought to you by Equa.com, a leader in digital marketing. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another amazing episode of the Growing Dentist Podcast Show. This is Naren, your host, founder of Equa Marketing, EKWA.com, a full-service digital marketing company for dentists. Today, I'm super excited to have Dr. Snyder with me on the show. Before I introduce Dr. Snyder, I just wanted to kind of emphasize for those who are listening what we are trying to accomplish today. So as you know, the theme of the podcast is to help dentists in private practice create a bigger future in terms of time, money, purpose, and relationships. And the way we do that is sometimes talking to people who have had an illustrious career. Dr. Snyder has been practicing for more than 25 years. I'm sure you may have heard him speak because he speaks all over the world and he's literally traveling like every weekend except in the summertime. Uh, He's also the founder of Aesthetic Dental Designs. He is one of uh, maybe 77 of 250,000 dentists ever to be named a fellow by the prestigious American Academy of Cosmetic Dentistry. Um, He also teaches at the UCLA School of Dentistry. Anyways, I can go on and on about all the articles he has written and all the books he has written. Like, for example, A Cup of Coffee with 10 of the Top Cosmetic Dentists in the United States. He co-authored it. He even developed a program teaching people uh, how to build a successful uh, cosmetic practice. I think it's a two-year program. Uh, Anyways, I'll let him talk more about that. Anyways, he's an amazing person. Today, what I would like to do is kind of talk about his life, uh, talk about his journey. And he's uh, humble enough to share uh, the good and the bad and the ugly and uh, share some of the wisdom. So hopefully some of the younger dentists who hasn't been a dentist for as long as he has and who hasn't uh, had the scars and uh, accolades that he has, hopefully can learn from. So Dr. Snyder, welcome. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. It's good to be here. So let's before, I just want to get it out of the way. Can you tell me a little bit about the two-year graduate program you have? Uh, it's, it's funny. You know, the two-year graduate program that I helped co-create back in the, the late 90s, we ran it for four years. And so we actually had students graduate from it. But politics at universities uh, made it such that my mentor and co-director that, uh, that I was working with, that after 25 plus years of teaching UCLA, he decided to retire and go build his own dental school. And so they brought in another doctor from Switzerland or Sweden to run the program for us. And uh, nonetheless, he bowed out also because of politics. So I I hate to say it, but the program is defunct and gone because of the universities not wanting to basically rock the boat, so to speak, and learn and teach newer modalities. They want to stick to their cozy principles. So as phenomenal as the program was, it only ran for four years. It is now gone, sadly. I understand. But that kind of shows uh, one of the attributes I noticed about you, which is you love to take risks. You love to try things. And uh, I see that throughout your career. So let's just jump into your career. Tell us, who are you? Where did you come from? When did you start practicing dentistry? (laughs) Well, I grew up uh, in Minnesota. No. (laughs) Uh, So interesting, you know, to to go about the career of a dentist is obviously challenging. You got to, uh, you know, go to school, pass tests, jump through hurdles. And so my first risk was, you know, basically getting out of college in three years time with no degree and taking a leap of, Hey, I I think I want to be a dentist and you don't truly know until you get there. So I would say my first risk was, 
was jumping in wholeheartedly saying, I'm just committed to going to dental school. And uh, having grown up in Southern California, spent all my life here, other than the first six months when I was in Minnesota, um, you know, I, I enjoy being here. It's, it's, it's home and I, I like what it has to offer. And so the risk of, you know, going into dental school was, all right, I, I don't know anything about uh, dentistry other than what I've had done in my mouth and having had braces and I liked braces. So I thought I wanted to be an orthodontist. And what I found in dental school was once I got there and was exposed to all the modalities within dentistry, I realized I did not personally care for orthodontics. But I did get a mentor. I befriended someone that had similar interests as far as liking to water ski and snowboard or snow ski and uh, be outside and enjoy life. So not only work hard, but play hard. And so he befriended me and we became great friends. He took me under his wing and showed me how to do a lot of cosmetic dentistry as well as full mouth restorative dentistry being that he was a board certified fixed prosthodontist. So me becoming his kind of second son, we devised many different things as far as him getting me involved in speaking, as far as lecturing and writing articles. Uh, he pushed me into that area. So again, taking a, a leap and a jump, I am definitely not someone that's outgoing that wants to go speak on stage. So the fact that he pushed me there, and that's now part of my career and focus in life, I can't tell you how phenomenal that has been for me to get that push, to have a mentor to make me do that. Because as we know, the number one fear in life is public speaking. And yet, that is not my number one fear because someone pushed me to be comfortable. So being comfortable where others are uncomfortable, that is a good thing to have. And if you are uncomfortable, you need to learn how to be comfortable. So, so that's where it all started in dental school. Now, from there... You know, before you continue, yeah. I just wanted to piggyback on a couple of points you made. Sure. Uh, you know, mentoring is so important. And, and, and a lot of times, we just are afraid to ask and just buy a coffee, you know, get somebody to buy, a, you know, just say, hey, can I come and have coffee with you? Somebody you admire. And um, if they like you, they, they'll be willing to have another conversation. And that could one day turn into an awesome relationship. Right. So, I mean, looking back, how important do you think that relationship was for you? Well, if you put it in, in different ways, you could say monetarily, there's like a 100x return on my investment, if not higher. So the fact that he pivoted my whole life and existence, where I would be today in practice and career and speaking and income and family, he changed my world and put me here. Had he not been in my way, who knows where I would have ended up? I mean, I probably still would have done okay, but the fact that my whole world pivoted because of coming into contact with one person is huge. And so to have a mentor, how do you find mentors? There are not many out there. How does one accumulate mentors? Uh, that's something you need to see, seek out in my mind. If you're a young dentist coming out of school, find a mentor. If you're a dentist already out, find someone that you have similar you know, qualities with and or things you want to have that they have and learn from them. Uh, I think a mentor is a phenomenal thing, so you're not reinventing the wheel. You're jumping ahead faster because of it. You know, we have thousands of people listening, uh, dentists. So I know some of them are kind of older. So um, now you pay it forward, don't you? Like you help others, young dentists. I Can certainly do. Yeah. That, please? yeah. So I get people writing me on social media all the time, whether it's my Instagram or Facebook, asking me questions. And I always help out. I provide a lot of information. I even you know, put up videos and photos of how I do things. I've had a couple dentists stop by. Uh, to see certain things that I have done in my office. I've had others that, that want to come shadow me for a day. 
Um, I actually have a program we're starting that allows people to come into an online forum that I can mentor them. So there's a lot of different ways in which I'm helping people out. But in addition to just, you know, public speaking, if you're going to different conventions or, or private kind of events that I'm lecturing at, I, I share a ton of information. That's the one thing I pride myself on is when you leave one of my programs, you walk away with your head spinning because I threw so much stuff at you. You don't know where to begin. And, and some may say it's overwhelming, but others are thankful. They got so much stuff that they, they're not sure where to start, but it's all great information. And that's what I pride myself on. It's not go to, go to 10 weeks of programs and get one little snippet of information. It's get a lot quickly and then you start to figure out how you want to use it all. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's talk about the rest of your journey. Thank you, doctor, for that. Hey, my pleasure. Um, so graduating from dental school becomes a big quandary of where do you go? You got a big map in front of you. Where do I go? Where's the path that's going to take me? And so it becomes a bit overwhelming. And so in dental school, I think you need to kind of start deciding what things you like and start focusing on those. And if at the same time, you can get a mentor. So for me, I thought I wanted to be a prosthodontist. And so I thought I wanted to do big full mouth rehabilitations and big cosmetic cases. And so my mentor being a, that he was a prosthodontist, he was training me. But at the same time, we were looking at training programs that are out there that I could go take. And we couldn't find a program that was current with materials and techniques because anyone that's been at universities long enough realize that usually the town leads the gown, which is a, a quote from him, is that the town is always ahead of the universities because the guys out in private practice are moving and doing things quicker. Universities are held up in politics and usually do not grow quick enough. So with that, being that none of the graduate programs had what I was looking for, we decided to build our own program. And you and I talked about that a moment ago, saying it ran for four years and sadly is now gone. But, you know, two years, five days a week, eight hours a day, just like any other graduate program, you learn solely cosmetic and restorative dentistry. So part of it was me coming up with a program and then pitching it to my mentor saying, okay, here's the program I want and that I would create. And then he would provide feedback saying, well, in the prosthodontic program, you would have had to do this, this, and this in addition to what you want. And I said, perfect, roll that in. So this is kind of an everything program for me personally. So it was tailor-made to exactly what I wanted. Now, then we cherry-picked the best lecturers out on the circuit at the time and had them come in and teach our students. So I got a ton of training over those two years. Uh, so I just cherry-picked everything I wanted. Sadly, we can't do that, but that was a huge leap and it got me where I am. And so that's to some extent part of what I want to create is something similar to that because it seems like there's nothing out there still to this day other than weekend programs. Um, so a big leap to jump into that and to stay at university instead of going out and learning somewhere to stay and build what I want and get everything I wanted out of what I'm building, not just waiting for someone to hand it to me. It's for me to go out and create and build. All right. So that, that was the next big thing. So a couple of things I wanted to know, I noticed that I wanted to kind of talk to you about. One is, uh, you even mentioned that when people come to your course, they get so much. But as you know, many people don't take action. Now, here you are, exactly. you use the word risk, but you took action. You don't know what you're jumping into. But the way I look at it is, you know, it's like driving at night. You only see 100 yards, but you can drive across the country just by seeing 100 yards at a time. Mm -hmm. Take a step, see what happens, learn from it, take another step. And before you know it, here you are with that simple action you took thanks to your mentor starting to speak. You are creating courses. You are you know, influencing or helping 
thousands of dentists all across the world. I mean, so talk about, you know, what do you see as perhaps one of the areas where you would encourage dentists to be different regarding take action? I would love to hear your stories and love to hear your thoughts. Well, you know, the number one problem out there is we all create stories. And the stories that we create limit where we can go and what we can do, what we can build and create. And so the action of me moving forward is not an action that is normal to anyone. And so for someone to suggest, hey, go out of your comfort zone and try this. Most of us are like, no, I don't want to do that, right? And so we've created a story that, oh, I'm going I'm to have people laugh at me or I'm going to screw up or you know, I'm too scared. And so all of these actions based on stories we've created are a problem that we can't get out of our own way. And so when, basically my thing is you have the action to either jump and make something happen or stay with your blinders on in your comfort zone and not build, not grow, not expand. And so I would tell anyone out there, the only people out there truly creating wealth and making things happen the way they want it is to take action, to take risk, to push themselves because most people are not inclined to do so. Many people work for other entities. They, they can't grow because they're working for someone else typically. You find that most people that make money in this world, they work for themselves and they push themselves and they grow and they create and they don't stop. They don't get a comfort zone and just sit there. Let me, so let, me, yeah. let me just really, really piggyback on what you just said. So what you're saying is if I create a story saying I'm going to be bad at public speaking, that story is going to become true for me. That's right. Correct. On the other hand, if you create a story that says I can figure out public speaking, I can do well in it, that story also will become true for me. Very much so. So what you're saying is we, when we are presented an opportunity, when we are about to take action, we have the story thinking that, oh, it's not going to work. Of course, it's going to not work because you've already decided. It's like getting in front of the bat and deciding you're going to get you know, blown out and you're going to walk out with your tail be, you know, between your legs. So what you're saying is what you did different is you chose your stories. You chose what to expect. So you expected for the, uh, the idea that I'll figure out public speaking. No big deal. I've never done it, but I'll figure it out. Am, exactly. am, I, am, am I on the right track here? Yeah. Well, the other thing is obviously failures arise. Failures are the steps to success. You must fail to learn how to be successful, right? Not everyone just gets to do something. They're just 100% successful in what they did. There's a lot of failures, a lot of heartache, a lot of problem to get to be successful. So if you go up and publicly speak and you don't do well the first time, well, no, <laughs> it's not a surprise. You have no training. You've never done it before. You're going to make a mistake, but that's how you grow. You learn from your mistakes. So it's at that point in life, I failed that day or I didn't get what I wanted that day. That means you dust yourself off. You learn from the mistake and you push forward. You do better the next time. And to become very successful, you must keep pushing and learning every day versus just giving up and saying, I can't do it. Right. So what you're saying is, as kids, we are told to get an A and we are told C is bad. What you're saying is when you get a C, you can see where you went wrong. You yep. can see what, what are the concepts you don't understand and you can learn those concepts. So you love the word failure because it's an opportunity to learn. Exactly. Makes ton of sense. So you're saying it's just the way you look at it. A lot of us hate the word F of failure. Yeah. So we think it's a bad thing, but people who create, people who change the world, people who create the future they want, 
they love failure because they don't see it as a problem. They see it as an opportunity to learn and grow. Exactly. There's plenty of millionaires out there on TV that we all think of highly and whatnot. Uh, one of them's, I guess, our president right now. Think how many times these people have failed and gone bankrupt or done things, but they keep pushing because they know they can get there again or they knew they could get there in the first place. We are all no different. Everyone here in America has opportunities. Just imagine, just depends on do you want to go get that opportunity or are you waiting for someone to hand it to you because no one's going to hand it to you. Right. And the other thing I love about the president is let's assume he had lost the election, right? He still would have been better off. A lot of us right. think, a lot of us don't realize the worst case is same. In a, it's not bad. Think about it. Even if he had lost the election, he would be more famous. It would have helped his business. Right. You know, yeah. but a lot of us don't take the time to think about what's the worst case. For example, somebody invited you to give a speech, very first speech. What's the worst case? You try it, you didn't do as well, but still 100 people know you. Even if you really, really bomb, they will have sympathy for you. You know what I mean? Right, right. There's no downside for trying. Right. Well, the other thing is if you're just honest and real and you own it, knowing that you didn't do well, yeah, so what? So what if you didn't do perfect? It was your first time. Exactly. And so you learn, you learn so much information and next time you're gonna be far better. But if you're real about it versus hiding and pretending, that's a problem too. Be real and go, yeah, wasn't great. But guess what? I learned a lot and I'm gonna do even better next time. So I'm glad that I had those problems because they're not gonna happen again. Right. So you grow, from, you grow from everything. It's not a bad thing to lose. You learn from the, the loss. So what you're saying is don't pretend through life instead of trying to look good in front of other people. Just be real. When you're real, people tend to love you for it. People tend to have respect you for it. I mean, again, I hate to sidetrack the conversation about the president. He says what is in his mind. That's one of the things people <laughs> good, like or, good or bad, he does say it. <laughs> right. Good or bad, does, no filter. He just says it. He blurts it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a whole nother discussion on that guy. But yeah. <laughs> of course. Of course. People like that. They love when you're real, when, yes, when you're not yes. telling them what they want to hear or all of that nonsense. Real does sell to some extent. Absolutely. Keep going, doctor. I'm sorry to... No, no, no. These are all great. I, I like the fact that you stop and bring more out of it because, you know, I, I can just gleam over stuff versus stopping and digging in. Right. Um, all right. So, so after creating the program and that dissolving, I left and worked in some private practices. And what I found working for other people was that my personal beliefs and focus in life, uh, kind of my guidelines is how I want to live, in many of the offices I had worked for were not the same as mine. And so I could do one of two things. I could assimilate and do what they asked, or once again, I can take some risks and jump. And so I chose to not be silent when I worked in these places and to voice my opinions and be real and not lie and play games or just hide my you know, concerns or just suck it up, so to speak. And so after a while of me being real, some fruits came from that and I would get what I wanted. Other times I would be let go, terminated. I think uh, we laugh about it. I think out of like the six different associateships I had, I think I was let go out of four out of the six because I was not willing to compromise my standards. And so the risk I, of being real and not, you know, not having a job did not affect me versus to assimilate and just do what they said and take advantage of a patient or do something incorrectly or what I like to say, amputate two structure for profit when it wasn't necessary. 
I cannot live that way. That is not in me. Right. There's two points I, w- I want to piggyback on. One is I got fired four times straight before I decided to start my business. Awesome. And, uh, because I-, I just would say what's in my mind. And <clears throat> once you got into middle management, you know, <laughs> that doesn't work. You have to toe the line. And I just couldn't do it. Exactly. Because I couldn't look in the mirror and be happy. The second point I want to say is a lot of people quote, you know, running after success, but success is always a byproduct of you doing something you love, doing something you believe in. Uh, So you can never get success directly. You get it as a byproduct. When you are into it, when you are loving it and you're giving, it kind of happens automatically. And that's a big lesson I learned. And a quote I remembered is uh, Dale Carnegie said it best. He said, the world is full of people who are grabbing and self-seeking. In that world, the rare individual who helps others get what they want has no competition. So here you are, you believe in doing awesome dentistry. You believe in rocking somebody's world and you just couldn't do it. And you said, no, I'm not going to just play the game. Exactly. And it's funny you said the mirror because that's one of the things that I like as well. As far as, you know, I I would suggest to everyone when you get done listening to this, go stand in front of the the mirror, get rid of all the noises, all the distractions, stand in front of the mirror for five minutes and look at yourself and think to yourself, who do you want to be? Where do you want to go? And what do you want to build? And start to plan where that is. And so if you're just waiting for it to happen, it's not going to. You have to think about where you want to be and find a way to make that happen. Now, the other thing I'll say is I love Dale Carnegie. So you and I are going to talk about that when we get done. (laughs) Absolutely, doctor. Yeah, he's a genius. He wrote this book, uh, you know, 80 years ago, and it's more true or as true today as it was 80 years ago. It's like a timeless book. I agree wholeheartedly. All right. So next, um, learning how to, you know, perfect my craft of public speaking. I went through Dale Carnegie's program. It was like a six-month program. And so I would tell anyone that wants to, you know, improve themselves, not that you maybe want to be a public speaker, but to improve yourself, you have to be comfortable with speaking. Because even though you may not be on a stage, you have to be comfortable with speaking to other people, whether it be a client, whether it be a boss, whether it be an employee. If you're not comfortable speaking to them, you're doing yourself a disservice. So go take some type of program to learn how to speak better. I don't care if it's Dale Carnegie's program. I don't care if it's Toastmasters. You pick it. But the one that set me apart was Dale Carnegie's program. And that led me to obviously be a better speaker on the stage and to think differently and to act differently with my business and clients. What's the name of the program? I know they have several programs specifically that you took. You know, that being now that it's 20 years ago, <laughs> I couldn't tell you the actual name, but I know they offer different programs. So I would probably just look up, you know, Dale Carnegie courses. And I'm sure there's like one main page and it'll then farm you out to other cities and states. And then you can select from different programs. But uh, I took the, the longer program. Um, I think back in the day, it was only like $1,200, which was, <laughs> I'd spend 10 times that nowadays. Um, but yeah, I don't know off the top of my head. Yeah, I think their programs are still affordable. I, I, I haven't oh, definitely. taken one, but I think it's like 2000 bucks. They have a program and stuff like that. So it's compared yeah. to what people, dentists are used to paying, it's like really, really affordable. Yeah. Well, the other thing is, is and we can talk about money also, is a lot of times in dentistry, dentists tend to be somewhat frugal and say, oh, well, that's a lot of money. 
And so in many lectures, I'll present something and people say, oh, well, that's a lot of money. I can't afford that. And so again, they've created stories because if you said you couldn't afford it, you wouldn't have bought a handpiece. And that's what makes you the money when you work on teeth. You wouldn't have bought an office that creates the opportunity to, to create smiles and teeth to make money. So when I hear people say, oh, I can't afford that or that's too much, you're not seeing the return on the investment that could be 10x higher by spending the money. You got to spend money to make money. And I, I want to kind of uh, piggyback on what you just said. See, um, renters usually don't take care of the house. <laughs> yeah. People who buy a house take care of it. Why? Because they see it as an investment, right? Renters see it as an expense. So before you invest, if you say, I'm going to see this course or program as an investment, you will go all in trying to get every dollar out of it. But a lot of people think that, oh, well, I paid the money. It's not my job. Somehow, magically, things have to happen. And life doesn't work that way, right? So just the mindset you come into things with. I mean, like, I see my time with you as an investment. I want to get everything out of you today. You know, I don't want to waste even a second not getting everything I can for the listeners, right? So it's just the way you look at life. Are you going to see it as an expense and blame somebody saying, oh, I paid this guy so much and he didn't do anything for you? Oh, are you going to look at it as an investment and put all you got to get the most out of it? I want you to talk about this because I'm sure, you know, you have succeeded. And I think just the mindset you bring to your game of life, I think has a lot to do with this. Definitely. I mean, pretty much everything I've done has been, I create a goal or an action to build something and I'm not going to stop. I'm going to keep going. It doesn't matter how many times I get knocked down, I'm going to keep going. And I think a lot of people just tend to say, all right, well, I tried once and so I'm done. Didn't work. And, you know, that's not the good mindset to have, obviously, if you want to build something, especially if you're going to run your own practice because you're going to run into mistakes. Um, you know, pretty much every day there's something you're going to have to contend with. Um, I'm sorry, I lost my mind, my, tra my train of thought. What was the question? Yeah, we were talking about history. And so we, we talked about uh, where you were at. With uh, and we're talking about getting let go and you know um, oh okay the, yeah the practices and gotcha yeah all right so so yeah so I was let go uh, and so the last place I was working at that's when I started spending more time working on me and so doubling down on me versus you know working for someone else and not getting where I want to be um, so by doubling down on myself taking action was to learn how to be a better speaker but at the same time starting to do my demographic studies and figure out where I wanted to build my kingdom. And so I built my kingdom from scratch in a town that I had never lived in and I knew not a soul in the town. So I literally moved 60 miles away from everything that I had lived in or, or been at as far as education and said, all right, I'm opening a practice in Orange County. And I, I said, all right, I'm opening from scratch. No one knows me. I have to build everything. So you can imagine to learn everything and to build everything from scratch is not an easy task. And most people said I you know, was crazy at the time. But furthermore, I chose not to take on any insurance companies. So the only way I'm going to get people into my practice is I got to be out talking. So hence it falls back on learning how to speak well to others and to get them to understand why they should invest their time and money into letting me help them with their oral health. So taking a risk, <laughs> moving to a city, taking a risk, opening an office, taking a risk and getting a loan for $400,000. Yeah, there were a lot of risks. But every day, 
I had money I had to find and create. And again, creating it, as we said earlier, with integrity and honesty to pay bills. So, and I hear people coming out of school nowadays saying, oh, I'm 200, 300, $400,000 in debt. It's like, yeah, so was I. I've been there. I get it. But you can build. You have the ability with the, the dentistry that you've learned to go out and build something. So you will create you know, money. You will get that back over time, but you have to fight for it. It's not going to be handed to you. No one's going to let you just come in and they're going to instantly give you money and a bunch of patients. Now, you may be able to get an office like that to work for, but usually you're giving up something, you're selling something to create that job. And so me personally, I can't sell my soul to work for an office like that. So going back to me opening from scratch, taking risks, I was literally sleeping on the floor at friends' houses. I was sleeping on the floor of this office that I still am in to this day. I was sleeping in the back of my car. I was sleeping in campgrounds on the dirt. Anywhere I could sleep to put my head at night so I could get back in here the next day. So I reduced my overheads by not having a home. Um, kind of interesting, but that's what it took for me to get to where I wanted to be. And I can remember standing in checkout aisles at the Ralph's across the street from my office here and having like five or six credit cards in my wallet and just handing them one after another to the, the, the checkout teller just to buy some food. And people are standing in line getting backed up behind me, looking at me funny and probably talking about me because I'm trying to find a credit card that isn't maxed out. So is that awkward? Yes. Am I confident and comfortable? Yes. And so learning something saying, I don't care what people are talking about because I'm building something for me. And so with time and perseverance and putting skin in the game, so to speak, I'm going to come out on top because the only alternative is failure. And I don't want to lose all that money. I don't want to start over. I'm pushing forward. So you, you bring up so many good points, right? It's not the size of the game. It's the size of the heart. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, people who play f sports know it, it's really comes down to, I mean, I don't know if people watched uh, Michael Jordan, you know, when he came back uh, and that was, the, I think the second time, second year when he came back, he was literally sick, 105 degrees. He just, you can't beat this guy's will to win. I mean, doesn't matter how old he, old he is, how sick he is. He just can't beat his will to win, you know, and we admire these people. But when it comes to our own real lives, we don't push through. We somehow think magically things are going to happen. And you know what? It doesn't. Yeah, no, I agree. And, and that's where I think there's a lot of, oh, I, again, it falls back on the, the stories and the actions that people are willing to take versus saying, you know what? The people who win are the people that fight for it. So whatever, like I said, whatever you want, look in the mirror, figure out what it is and go fight for it. And when you get a setback, it doesn't matter. You get back up, you go back and fight again because eventually your fight's going to win if you keep pushing. When you decide to give up, that's when you failed because you personally gave up. Right, right. You know, you're sharing so much information. Uh, we have like five more minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so what are some of the things you want to share? And of course, I know you're really busy, you're traveling, so we'll talk at some point to see if I can get you back in. But what are some of the things you want us to leave, you want our, you want our listeners to, you know, go away with today that you really think would make a difference. And I also want to talk about, you know, if somebody's interested in following you and, you know, 
sure keeping up with you and you know getting mentored by you at least knowing about your programs and stuff you know so anyway so so let us tell us what you think well there's a lot of stuff that i'd love to share so i'm trying to think of like one good tip i could leave you with um well here here's one here's a here's a good one and and this hits home for you as well So I don't care if you're a dental student listening to this, if you're a new dentist out of school, or if you're an older dentist that's been doing this for many years. The biggest tip I will give you at this point is getting known. And so there's many older dentists that have websites but don't have much information out there, or there's some that have never played on social media and they don't want to be. And you get the younger generation that's new to the whole game, and yeah, they have a social media, but it's not really based around dentistry. It's more about kind of themselves and friends. My analogy is this. Right now, when you look into the sky at night and you see all the stars, as you're looking around through those stars, they, they all look somewhat the same. And there's so many up there, it's very hard to discern specific ones. Now, maybe you can see the North Star, which is a little more prominent, right? Okay. Yep. So, so with all the different chaos and stuff that's going on on social media and everyone's world, and we're talking dentistry, how do you become that North Star? How do you start to grow and become larger than everyone else's footprint out there? Take it a step further. If you are doing stuff every day that is important to a patient that is looking for a dentist, what are they looking for and why? What are you putting out there that's helping them? How is your content motivating them to content, con, sorry, to contact you becomes very important, whether it's videos, audio, images, helpful information that anyone can use and share with their friends. That's not solely based on you. It's based solely on help. Those are things you need to think about sharing more of in many different uh, ways across the internet. And as you continue to do this, what you will find is that North Star that you're going for eventually starts to become the sun because let's face it, the sun is a star. And so when you look back at five years on your career and see that you've been doing something every day for your presence on the internet, you will find that five years or maybe even sooner is a good bench point maybe to look back and go, wow, look how big I am on the internet compared to everyone else that isn't playing my game, my game of posting good information and content that's helpful for everybody Every day when I wake up or right before I go to bed, I post something helpful. And you can imagine these little tiny pebbles you drop every day are sending out ripples. And these ripples all get together eventually and create a bunch of chaos across the lake. That's the same thing you're doing at night is when someone looks up at the sky, they can't find you as a dentist, but you keep doing it enough, you become the North Star and eventually become the sun. So I would say the biggest tip is to go out and put something on the internet every day and look back at yourself a couple of years later and see what you've created and how many people are now finding you from what you've built. And obviously that ties into you, Naren, <laughs> because you have a fabulous product that helps people become the sun, right? Thank you, doctor. I really appreciate it. My yes, pleasure. We have, uh, you know, we have 95% of the dentists who are clients, uh, I mean, 95% of our clients never leave us and they happen to be dentists. And the reason is we use 18 different marketing techniques to, like you called, help our clients become the North Star. And I, I don't want to spend a lot of time because it's not about me. It's about you today. Um, yeah, it's all about how do we use psychology and influence principles and how do we you know, leverage Google and the internet and lots of other things to help 
more and more people know you, like you, and trust you. So they call you. Uh, thanks. Appreciate that uh, point. And I, I, I do agree with you. Uh, I mean, I'm definitely biased, but I do think people can be influenced uh, with the help of the internet if you know what to do and how to do it. Correct. So if people want to follow you, doctor, how can they follow you? What are some of the things you would suggest that they do? Well, um, they can certainly go on my Instagram account, which is Todd Snyder, DDS. Uh, so T-O-D-D-S-N-Y-D-E-R-D-D-S. Uh, you can go on there. Uh, you can go on Facebook, which is the same thing, Todd Snyder DDS. Um, you're certainly, you know, you have my contact information on those pages. You can certainly write me if you have questions. Uh, my personal email, I'm happy to give out, is doc, which is D-O-C, at tcsdental.com. So it's my initials, doc at Todd C. Snyder. Uh, so doc at, at, uh, doc at tcsdental.com. So I'd say those are the best ways to, to reach out or find me and follow me and see what I'm posting. Um, I do have a new group that I posted within Instagram that is starting and I'm taking my first mentors in a couple months and that's known as Legion Pride. So it's Legion, Legion Pride. Legion Pride. And you yeah. mean you're taking on your first mentees? Yeah, yeah, mentees. Yeah, sorry. My bad. Uh, so Legion, L-E-G-I-O-N, Pride, P-R-I-D-E. Perfect. Do you mind if we include all of this information along with the call notes so people can easily get to it, doctor? That's fine by me. Yeah, happy to share. Perfect. <laughs> and uh, if they want to go to your personal business website, what is that again? Um, <laughs> it's uh, Aesthetic Dental Designs. So uh, A-E-S-T-H-E-T-I-C. D-E-N-T-A-L-D-E-S-I-G-N-S, aestheticdentaldesigns.com. Um, and that's a, in a work in process. <laughs> I understand. Absolutely. Uh, thank you very much, doctor, for spending t- time today. I really appreciate uh, your generosity in you know, kind of digging deep and sharing from your heart some of the lessons you learned and uh, even be willing to share your personal stories and the struggles you went through. A lot of us are so busy looking pretty and good. We don't talk about, you know, standing in line and or sleeping in the car. So I really appreciate your generosity on that because, you know, um, you know, you are showing people, you know what, if you really want something, nothing can stop you. And, and, and you are a living example and you have the humility to not, you know, like people talk about, oh, I stayed at the Ritz Carlton or this and that. And here you are talking about sleeping in your car. So, hey, you know, that's that to me is, authenticity that to me is being real so i have a lot of admiration for you and i'm sure a lot of the listeners here uh, will appreciate you being so humble and honest Uh, so thank you doctor and i want to thank the listeners and i really challenge you you know just look at dr snyder i mean if he can make it sleeping in the car i'm sure you can too (laughs) you know i'm going to point one other thing out is i am no different than anyone else again you said heart i just had the heart i'm not going to stop so it's not that I'm better or different or I've achieved something. Anyone can achieve everything I've done, okay? So a lot of people go, oh, I'll never be a Frank Spear. I'll never be like Todd Snyder. You can be anything you want to be. You can be as good or better than any of us, okay? Don't forget that. Thank you, doctor. I really appreciate it. Thank you, everyone, for listening. If you like the podcast, share it on social media. Uh, please write a review for us. Go to growingdentist.com. If you have any questions on marketing, reach out to us on ekwa.com. 
If you have any questions for Dr. Snyder, you know how to follow him. We're going to put all that information. Have a wonderful day. Thank you.